Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA. Mr. Beals, tonight we are setting you ashore the wonderful Bry Island with your five tracks of choice. I can't wait. Brilliant. Can't wait to share them with you. <laughs> so, all right. So, first question I have for you: How influential has music been for you across your life? Any particular points more than others? Um. I think in the sort of take take you back to the late seventies, my early school days. Uh, we didn't have anything else. We just had vinyl, and um, it was a sort of almost a currency round school. The older boys needed money to buy contraband. They would quite happily sell you their vinyl, and um, you were sort of impressed by maybe some of the older ones. And it was yeah, it was. It was a thing that we all did. We all listened to music because there wasn't YouTube. There wasn't the the interweb. You didn't have um, DVDs, those sort of things. And um, I suppose going back before that, uh, growing up, it was um, Beatles. It was Sgt. Pepper's, you know, the original copies, which we all wish we had now, but we've discarded somewhere. So, yeah, it was, it was important. I had grandparents who listened to classical music with the most enormous speakers um, because that's what you had. You didn't have your portable stuff. So, yeah, it was fun. And there have been points in my life, lots of time traveling where you're just with family and going to things and musics. Yeah. Definitely. No. So when you, yeah, 100%. So when you were younger, um, did you used to look up to people in school with um, maybe more vinyls than than yourself? How did that affect you? Uh, There were certainly people who, um, who had vinyl. And back in those days, our our burning, our ripping off was recording onto the micro cassettes. So there would be, and there were times where I had a new album. My, My brother was quite influential. He would he always seemed to spend his record tokens. So Christmas, birthdays, we all got record tokens. And he seemed to spend his. And then he would persuade me to... Um, he would persuade me to buy albums basic for him. So some of my <laughs> early albums were things like Boy by U2. It was their first album. And because I then had it as a junior boy in the school, suddenly I was quite popular with the older boys who perhaps didn't have it. Definitely. No, it's nice that you got kudos in that way. That's it, that's amazing. And so they would come flocking to, and of course you'd lend it to them, they'd record it, and then they'd give it back to you sort of a day or whatever later. Um, the same with all the police albums. Um, you know, I had those those at school. I know a couple of great mates who were seen to choose all the cool music, um, and I just sort of followed them. Definitely see, definitely seems to be a currency in, a, in some way, which is For amazing. For sure. Whereas um, now, I mean, you've got Spotify and you just, you know, there is there is no, you know, there might be a cool band, there might be somebody's playlist and you might think, oh, that's, I'll follow, I'll follow them, I'll listen to their playlist. But it's, it's different. Hugely, hugely different nowadays. And um, the physicality of an album, you know, and the physicality of a, um, I was at school in Bath and we, you know, it was a trip down to the records shop in Bath, flick through, maybe it was a new, um, a new, uh, 45, so a new seven inch single, mm. and you had that, and that would be a great trip down into town. Um, and at the same time I was at school, we had a band called Tears for Fears who were based in Bath or a Bath band, they would cruise up and down, so maybe you'd see them. So there was sort of some of those sort of influences around. Um, when I was when I was at school, yeah, what a time to be alive for sure uh, in the music industry. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I was in choosing this. Um, I had a guy here, quite a um, cool guy in, um, in in the school, and his you know his band was um, The Cure, and there was a great album called Seventeen Seconds. That was nearly on my choice. Um, Echo Beach by Martha and the Muffins, maybe you've heard them, but these are sort of the tracks, The Police, Ultravox, Vienna, I've got many memories of that particular um, track. Um, and another one for me was Anything with Fleetwood Mac in particular. There was um, Fleetwood Mac, The Chain, uh, and that then cut across because I was at a young age quite a big Formula One fan. Yeah, for sure. And it was just, it was a record that I'd been introduced to. 
and I heard it and then I found out where it came from on the album. Amazing. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your first track, Breakfast in America by Supertrap. So Breakfast in America, um, summer of 79, um, sort of equivalent of the D summer. Um, Supertramp sort of cut across um, a few things, but um, Breakfast in America was pretty optimistic. A little bit later in my in my school life, it sort of came back to me. There was a another track of theirs um, called "It's Raining Again," and in my sort of A two summer, um, I was a captain of cricket. I looked out; it was basically raining every day. First half to rained every day, so um, Supertramp was uh, was important for me. As an album in my final um, final weeks of my A2 summer, um, I I got a knock on my door from uh, knock on the door from my housemaster, and he sort of said, "Bealsy, um, I've got some tickets for Supertramp. Do you want to go?" So like, it was a last ever live concert, and off we went up to London to listen to it. And they played basically the whole of the Breakfast in America um, album, and this is obviously the seminal track from the album. That is incredible. Wow. Uh, lucky me. <laughs> lucky you indeed. Good I times. think we're going <laughs> to... Are we going to listen, listen to it? Indeed, we'll listen to it now. Have you, heard, have you heard this before? I'm not, but I'm, I'm excited too. Okay, it's, it's optimistic. <laughs> Okay, what a brilliant song! Thank you, Mr. Beals. That was that no, a lovely, a lovely song to start us off. Right, so um, talk to me a little bit about um, your time at Bryanston. What drew you to Bryanston, and um, yeah, what have you enjoyed most about it? I guess um, part of it was necessity. Um, I'd worked in the city. Uh, was a um, stockbroker. Lived in Hong Kong. I came back and transfer became a headhunter. So I was um, re- trying to recruit. Um, financial services professionals at small partnership um, and there was sort of time there was a recession in headhunting being brutally honest I wasn't very good it's a real (laughs) it's a really hard sales job Um, anyway so there were those people who sort of said oh you know you used to play lots of sports school you ought to go and teach you'd be great at that and um, so I applied to do my uh, PGC um, I so moved on from the city type of jobs, applied to PGC, 
and then got a call and I just got lucky um, and came down uh, this way. So my children were at school with um, Dr. Bakra's um, uh, brother-in-law's children. Wow. And he said, oh, you know, I worked down here and uh, the, the brother-in-law said, um, worked down, uh, my brother-in-law works at Bryanston, what do you think? And I said, well, happy to have a conversation. I had a long conversation on Friday evening. And um, Mr. Bankers said, Dr. Bankers said, so when can you come down for an interview? That was on Friday evening, came for an interview on the Monday. Uh, and the rest is history, really. That was uh, 2004. So, wow. yeah, it's good wow. times. And ever since. So I got lucky. I would always wanted to do the parcel route. Um, you know, I've been head of department. That was great. I took over from Dr. Bankra. That was cool, but it was always a parcel route. And that's, um, that is, for all the challenges, it is, it is the best bit. For sure. How yeah. does teaching uh, business and economics actually compare to, you know, living uh, business and economics in the outside world compared to in school? What, what's your take on that? I think um, I've learned a lot more. If I knew then what I know now, the actual understanding of how things work. Because I think when you teach, you've, you've, got to, you've got to understand it to be able to teach it. Hugely. Um, when I was broking, you, just were t you were just sort of telling stories and you didn't really, you didn't always believe in them. You didn't have all the, all the knowledge that you should have done. Um, and that may be, you know, I think things have probably changed a lot now. So um, teaching businesses, I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's brilliant because I've done some of it. Um, and even if that's, you know, um, owning a property, even if it is um, um, sort of having listed some companies for some of the American banks I work with, um, having done some of it, it's a bit, it's a bit more believable. Sometimes you're a bit, you're a bit constrained by um, things you do in the classroom um, because you're constrained by the syllabus, but... I've always, there's always a story, there's always a something, there's something I've done. There's a couple of people who th I think, <clears throat> they think I've had about a thousand jobs because there's <laughs> always something I've, um, I've done. But part of that was um, sort of working as a student in different places uh, and there are various different career changes, you know, to get to this point. Yeah, for sure. No, that's amazing. I think definitely um, a teacher with more experience obviously helps a little bit. So. I think it, it's different. Um, you know, again, what do I know? Because, you know, that's the route I've, I've got and the route I've had. So, you know, I arrived at the school um, at the same time that um, Mr. Lockett, who's now the headmaster at BKH, you know, he and I arrived together. Uh, with Mr. Blanco, we all arrived together. Mr. Lockett, again, he had, he, he had industry experience. And we always felt that actually that was that was on, on one level quite useful, maybe less so teaching classics. But it, it was, yeah, it was fun. It, it, it sort of gives you a, um, a lead in sometimes, you know, and uh, stories, and then you can usually bring them back to what you're supposed to be teaching. Right, no, 100%. And uh, earlier you touched on, uh, obviously, headhunting, more of a city yeah. job, I assume. So, um, you know, how does, uh, do you, I guess, do you prefer the country? I guess you've had a little bit little bit of experience in both. So do you prefer the country style of life or, you know, back in the city? What, what's, your, what's your preference? Um, you know, working in Hong Kong as a 21-year-old um, was, was pretty cool. Um, working in London, sort of having come back from there about four, three, four years later, was was great um you know some of the things that were happening at the time <coughs> were um you know they were they were quite important um uh would i would i change no should i have done this a long time sooner yes so you know i have no regrets and sometimes in in that sort of environment it's it, it is a real sort of dog eat dog um it's a different type of pressure. Mm. You know, again, it's a sales job. And some people are really good at that. Some of the pupils I have sitting in front of me, I think you could definitely do a much better job than I did. <laughs> um, I think, you know, and some people it's, it's yeah, it's, it's nasty. Um, it can be, um, you know, immensely rewarding as well. Um, but, you know, and sometimes it's who you work for. 
you know yeah. there are times for several yeah we don't have a relationship with your business we can never talk to you we can never do business with you and that's quite hard yeah definitely the outside world definitely but it quite was a good place good it, it was good and it you know again it sort of paid for certain things um certain lifestyle at that time which was quite exciting mm-hmm. and london i think has changed an awful lot it's much busier than it was hugely so blanford the sleepy sleepy town of blanford the town that time forgot is um you know, it's pretty cool. It's a good place to be. Definitely a bit of a relic, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Mr. Beals, talk to me a little bit about your second track. I believe it's uh, Changes by David Bowie. Yeah, well, um, so David Bowie's come into my life a couple of times. Again, going back to school days, I had a really, really cool mate who anybody who's been in the business set with me will have heard about. Uh, my mate who runs a T-shirt business. Um, well, he had... He, he lived quite near school as a day pupil. He had some pretty great parties. And he was a massive fan of David Bowie when it, perhaps it wasn't fashionable to be. Um, the second sort of time, I mean, apart from my own sort of personal sort of interest, was uh, my wife, Sarah, who's a huge um, Bowie fan. And so, you know, we've over the years have listened to quite a lot of, of um, his music. Um, it's sort of always there, uh, there or thereabouts. And again, you know, our girls listen to this quite a lot as well. So amazing. Well, I think cool we're going customer. to yeah, exactly. I think we're going to go and listen to uh, changes now. Perfect. so sweet so I turned myself to face me but I've never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker I'm much too fast to take that test Changes are taking the 
incredible. Changes by David Bowie, what a choice. Now, Mr. Beals, I'm going to touch a little bit on the staff review. Okay, oh, so... One of my, uh, my favourite all-time ever times of the year. Definitely, definitely um, uh, a highlight in, in the Bryanston calendar, for sure. So, um, I'm going to be honest, I've been, I've been seeing you uh, more and more in the, in the staff review, playing various roles that I wouldn't expect from uh, Mr. Beale's type character. So, so what kind of, uh, you know, inspires you to get up on stage and definitely maybe go out of your comfort zone? I uh, just get asked, you know, and that's, you sort of... Um... It's fun. I mean, part of it, you put a, you sort of can put a mask on. You can be anything you want to be. Um, uh, dancing, uh, just uh, that is so far out of my comfort zone. Doing stuff on stage, but um, what it is is spending, you know, time with colleagues who, you know, we. You may think we spend a lot of time together. We absolutely don't. We certainly don't spend enough time together. So the. The staff review is that sort of thing where there's a note. There used to be a notice that um, was put up uh, in the common room. There were various, if you like, um, adverts in the common room meetings. Uh, Mr. Jones and Mr. Vincent basically trying to get people engaged. And then you sort of latch on to any different thing. I'm, I'm afraid I'm a sort of serial tart like that. I just like, I don't know, I like doing lots of different things comes at a time where we are, you know, writing reports, comes at a time where you're, you're super busy, tired maybe, and it's a real boost. It's also, I mean, you know, it's always been our present at the end of a long term, our present to you, and it maybe shows a different side of us. Um, it's us thanking you to a certain extent for all the efforts that you've put in over a term. And the more of a surprise it is, the better. Uh, but it's hilarious and backstage you don't want to know what happens backstage <laughs> i mean it's it's great fun and again but more, most importantly spending time with colleagues working together people you don't normally spend time with as well so definitely no a present indeed it is because i can definitely speak on behalf of the student body we love the staff review <laughs> for well, sure we, we love watching it and you know whether it's um you know peach swinging in um doing his um, wrecking ball um, numbers of years ago. There, just, there are sort of seminal moments. Um, some of the uh, sort of stuff that Mr. Ralph has, has done with the um, sort of junior pupils, you know, going through the ages, loads of it. And also then there are those moments where you hear colleagues who've got unbelievable talent and you think, wow, I've, n I've never heard that before. Um, you know, somebody sort of suddenly opens up and sings and you think, I had no idea they had that talent. Incredible. Uh, it takes my breath away. So, <laughs> cool. Um, so, staff review. Yeah, definitely. Is that and particular? don't ever let it be taken away. No, it's a relic no. of Bryanston. And I sure. think, you know, again, it, it, lots of parents say, oh, can we come? Be hilarious. Is it ever filmed? No, it's not. And it is, it's, you know, just for pupils and just for staff. And it's important it stays that way. Hugely. Um, is there a particular sketch? Uh, admittedly, uh, sorry, I'm asking you to think at the top of your head here. Uh, is there a particular sketch uh, that you have in mind that, you know, really, you know, strikes you as your favourite, uh, you know, over the years? Or... Uh, I've just remember my first ever, my first ever sketch on stage with a, with a, an old English teacher called John Keane, Mr Keane. And he sort of said, oh, come on we're going to do the sketch and it was a urinal sketch <laughs> uh so you know sort of picture where you've got a screen in front you've got two characters him and i um him and me just sort of behind the, uh, and we are facing the audience and basically the premise is that his phone goes off and he's obviously already holding on to something and so he's only got one hand free and this this sketch sort of develops where it ends up that I look as I'm holding him and he looks as though he's holding me as we're having a wee in the urinal. And that that was it was just one of those ones. First time ever on the Codal stage with seven hundred people um roaring their heads off and it was it was great. Um Wrecking Ball was obviously a good one and just before that was the Grease Lightning. Um where it was again most years there's, there's some sort of sketch which is a take on 
whatever the school musical's been that year and that was that was a great one as well um there was another one where we were all sort of in leotards and so on um and yeah it was a bit it was a bit close to the bone but it was it was good yeah, good fun <laughs> Pl- there's just plenty of them just working with colleagues who you know you you admire and respect is quite cool Definitely. Is um, Now, I, I'm not sure how many students know, but um, Mr. Beals, can you give us um, your opinion? How much time do you reckon goes into preparing a staff review? Oh, um, about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. It's quite a... No, it quite is a, a, it's a massive here, amount really. of time. There are many secret meetings. Um, the sort of other things I've sort of, if you like, forgotten about are the, are the Husums, um videos where we will spend time. Again, we're surrounded by classy pros like... Um, uh, like as Mr. Wheeler, who know how green screen works, um, particularly, um, you know, fond of the last uh, couple of years ago where um, we were doing sort of various Queen tracks and we all had wigs on and we give everybody a, a bit of a roasting. But those sort of things, um, you know, really, really good fun. No, definitely very cherishable, uh, yeah. for sure. Um, now, uh, t- talk to me a little bit about your third track. So, uh, I believe it's your third track. Um, so, uh, is it Let's Stick Together by Let's Brian Let's Stick Ferry? Together by Roxy Music. Yeah. Uh, Brian Ferry, who's um, uh, certainly one of his uh, boys is here. Tara, in my pretty much my first year here. Tara was, um, uh, he was in my rugby group. It's quite interesting. Anyway, nothing to do with that. Uh, Roxy Music, this was a track that, was played uh, broadly on the night that I'm uh, 26 years ago, something like that, and that was played at Sarah, my wife's um, birthday party, which somehow I've been invited to. This this was playing. There's a couple of other things, and it, it was just quite an important sort of night, if you like. Uh, and then we sort of met up again the next day, and yeah, it's quite an important. Very pivotal in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah, one of those moments, you know. Definitely won't forget that one. Well, no. I think we're going to listen to it now. Okay. Perfect. Thank you.
wow, wow, amazing, cool, Mr. Beals, what a song, great, great choice again. We now, were ju- and we were just talking in the um, uh, with the with the mic stand about uh, you know the, the fact that it's a great song to dance to. Um, yeah, what a what a what a banger, as you were probably saying. <laughs> Definitely, no, that's a good term. Um, now I'm going to ask. Um, so you're a husband of Dorset House. The Incredible Dorset House, of, of course. course. <laughs> um, so, um, what kind of skills do you reckon you've learned? Do you, um, what's what are you most? I guess what are you most proud of um, uh, for being part of the Dorset team in Brighton? You know, it's funny. Some of some of the moments um, you, you watch young people go through your boarding house over, you know, for the senior house, boys' house, four years. Some of the, some of the moments you're sort of proudest about are. People who've actually managed to um, keep going to the end, who at certain stages may have um, lost their way and maybe they're on last sort of chance saloon. Um, you've sat in the head's office with them and, you know, it's sort of pretty serious stuff. And to not lose people along along the way, some of, the, some of those who it'd be easy to sort of jettison if you like um you know some of the some of the sort of quieter characters who are in your house who may be again sort of struggling um i you know those people who have have the stuff have the skills have the x factor you know for for many of them life is is pretty straightforward and it's the the quiet conversations odd times of the night with people on stairs um that are the sort of things you you learn um and you learn sort of, I suppose, when the right time is to have those conversations. Absolutely um, not got it right uh, a lot of the time. Um, you know, occasionally you have to say you got it wrong. Um, and, you know, there are lots of times I try to do that. Um, yeah. Patience, um, you know, trying to work with parents sometimes is hard. They have huge expectations, naturally. Um, trying to you know trying to get sort of things somebody to be uh, remember for something you know trying to find something that they you know they're good at that's not always easy definitely no um, patience yeah definitely patience is a huge definitely a huge one no I mean you I see mean, me in action Ollie it's I not see you in action quite a lot it's absolutely <laughs> times I'm more than just Mr Grumpy and I, I get that um and I think the other thing is that you, you know, you as young people, you sense at times it's better just to keep your head down and maybe turn the lights off. And there's all, I, I think also important, you sense when there's something serious happening and it may be something serious happening in the school or something serious happening with a pupil in the house. And you, uh, you're very intuitive, you, you know, you just know when actually it's the time to get yourselves to bed, um, do the right thing. And that helps us a lot. Definitely. No, for sure. No, it's incredible. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, quite amazing to uh, no, to be a part of. And uh, <laughs> you've had a great influence on my life, that's for sure, Mr. Beals. So, um, no, definitely a lot, of, a lot of skills. to. Still another to year to go, Ollie. Uh, yeah, th- another year for both of us, Mr. Beals. Another year for both Could of us. Could be a big year. So, yeah, Mr. Beals is last year, year of, um, of um And of your last year Dorset. of school, Ollie. Yes, and my last year of school too. So, <laughs> a lot to bear in mind there. Cool, brilliant. So uh, I'd like to be on the sport, actually. Um, so, Mr. Beals, I think, uh, remind me, uh, do you coach netball? Is I that right? am fortunate enough to, call, uh, to coach netball. That's amazing. So, yeah. uh, so talk to me a little bit about netball. How have you, have you How did, got how to did that? it come into netball? Because yeah. I'm, I'm clearly not a born and bred netballer. Um, <laughs> so, again, it's the sort of quirks of what happens. Somebody taps you on the shoulder, quiet conversation. Um, it's a time where there, there were there were endless numbers of hockey players at school. Um, I played a lot of hockey, and um, they were short of netball people. Uh, again, um, Dr. Bakra, he sort of said, "Well, because you know, in a department, you're working with people. Oh, I do this, and it's quite good fun." So I was signed up to the um, under 14s netball with Mrs. Peck, and for broadly the first term. Um, doing that ball, I sort of stood behind her and said, "What? What the heck? What was that for? What is that all about? Why did you blow the whistle then?" Um, 
you know, I'm not an out and out coach. I'm sort of, I would say I'm a manager of a team. Um, I've, I've, I've looked after some amazing teams over the years. They're typically um, sort of second, senior seconds teams. Some great characters, some who fight their way into a first team. But, you know, at that sort of age and stage, people giving up their Saturday afternoons. Um, you know, when maybe a lot of people don't think it's cool to do sport, having fun um, is, you know, is, is one of those things. And trying to get trying to get the most out of seven girls on a netball court and seeing the fun when they actually turn something around. Most of the time, most of the time, they've got no idea whether they've won or lost at the end of a match. <laughs> so they say, so what was the score? And I say, you won. And they hadn't expected it. They're just sort of in the moment they're playing the game. But it's an amazing sport, super fast, um, indoors and outdoors. Um, you know, and at, at times are not not enough people play it, and you, you have to love it. But yeah, the, sure. the the people who have played the sport have been fantastic, and they've looked after me. Um, and that's been re- it's been a really nice sort of juxtaposition after a a term of sort of second team rugby um, and before the summer sport, whether it's cricket or sailing. It's just been really good fun, different characters. For yeah. sure. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's but incredible. it's not like you, Ollie. It's three years, three three terms of rowing. I know. It's a, bit, a little bit full on for sure. But no, um, no I enjoy it, which is great. And it's yeah, great no, that you, you enjoy netball too. But I love, again, you know, you've seen me often enough down at, down at the river. Anything sporty, anything, any opportunity to watch... Uh, if it's possible, then I will do. Um, and seeing the amount of time and effort, whether it's, you know, we've got some, had some great kayakers in the house. We've got five of you guys in the first eight in Dorset now. You know, that that's, makes me massively proud. See you perform at the top level. See rugby players like, you know, Charlie Yules come through the school in the sixth form anyway. And, and you just watch people and you, and you follow people as they, they go on. You think, yeah, that's cool. That is you know, really cool. The sport is cool. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, but equally, it's, I know some people find it hard. No, yeah. it's definitely not for everyone. But it it's not for everyone. It's cool, Mr. Biz. It's almost like you live multiple lives, you know, seeing you down at the river, seeing you on the netball court, seeing you in a business classroom, in-house. It's, it's amazing. You must well, be so busy. <laughs> it is busy, but, you know, it's, again, it's, all of it is good fun. And at the point it's not good fun, time to stop. It's still good fun. Good, good, yeah. good, good, amazing, cool. So and this uh, is this is great. This is um, <laughs> you know here we are in the Bry Radio Studio. Um, you know the money for which came primarily from the Parents Association, the VPA, definitely. Yeah. And that's another sort of thing I'm involved with. So, but it's really cool to see it in action. Absolutely, thank you, the Sorry. BPA, for for sponsoring Bry Radio. Of course, good old BPA. Hey. <laughs> So, Mr. Beals, your fourth track, um, I believe it is Empire State of Mind by Alicia Keys. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. What kind of drew you to, to well, that track? Specific? What an amazing voice. Um, I think I probably first heard this on um, Jules Holland, later with Jules Holland. There she was, um, maybe sort of quite young singing this. But for me, this was, uh, this was my drive to school. One particular summer, before I was a housemaster, uh, living about um, half an hour's drive away, uh, both girls in the car, um, Radio 1 you said these things were the big weekend, and um, they sort of played with the Empire State of Mind song, um, and we just blasted it out, out the windows for two, three weeks. It was that sort of moment, that sort of journey song. Um, I love it. It's brilliant. Amazing. Well, I think we're going to listen to it now if I'm right. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Beals. Okay.
Okay, just before Ollie says anything, there was quite a lot of uh, drumming and foot tapping and so on going on here in the studio. So perhaps that's a winner. It's an, it's, honestly, it's an inspiring, it's a motivational uh, voice that uh, Alicia Keys has got. So, no, brilliant to listen to. Thank you for that. Good one for the piece. summer. Definitely. Good one for all you young people revising hard for your exams. Absolutely. What a boost. Cool. Uh, Mr Beals, I hope you don't mind me asking, but... Um, you know, I think this is your 11th, I believe, 11th year yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In, in Dorset House. Yeah. Uh, and uh, more than that at Bryson. So thank you, honestly. Um, so how do you plan, you know, not saying that you're going to, you know, retire or anything like that from uh, when you when you um, retire from Dorset. But how, you know, looking later down the line, uh, what do you kind of see yourself doing, you know, I guess long term? How rude. <laughs> how <laughs> absolutely. How jolly dare you as somebody who said, no, not at all. Um you know, for as long as I've got something to give, uh, you know, the school here, um, then, you know, I'll, I'll do that. And if, if somebody says, can you do this for us, then, you know, I'll definitely do that. Um, you know, teach, teaching is the thing. So when the house mastering sort of tails off um, at the end of next year, um, then actually more time, more time, you know, preparation for some um, for the teaching would be great. But equally, um, you know, I would do, I'd do anything for this place. Uh, it's my only school, apart from my um, um, teacher training place, my only school, and, you know, how lucky I am um, to have been here. And people do say, you know, what's it like sort of walking up, you know, to school every morning. It, it is amazing. Sometimes you're running, sometimes you're late. Um, but it is amazing. So, uh, but beyond that, eventually one day I will hang up my teaching bits and pieces and then family life and you know I mean you know I love my garden it's such a peaceful again it's such a cool place um and I'd probably find something else to do it's amazing what you can do in the garden to be honest it is you know in the Dorset garden there was 
uh, there were two two plants basically in it you know when we first moved in so we've done quite a lot so whoever takes it over will have um paradise and need to look after it <laughs> they're very fortunate let me just say yeah yeah no, it's amazing. I guess uh, another great thing about Bryanston is, uh, you know, our amazing campus. Uh, I guess we kind of live on a massive garden as such. Yeah, I oh, know you do. You've got 500 acres. Um, you know, I don't, it's, it's just for all of you, you just got to get out there, get down to the river, see the otters, see the kingfishers, um, see the, you know, the massive variety of things that are here. Um, you know, it's not just... It's not just for your mindfulness. It's, you know, it's good. And it is all there. And it's... Um, you know, it's in pretty good nick everywhere. It's amazing what they do to this place. I know, honestly. The, uh, so just, the you know, before you go, don't leave it too late. Wander around the place. Get to see things. Definitely. Particularly those, you know, A2s are about to disappear off, you know, your mid-revision. Get out and get some air and, and have a look at things. Find, and find something new that you haven't found, you know, in, in, the, in the five years you've been before. Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and quickly, my final question before I talk to you about your uh, final track. Mr. Beals, uh, what would your biggest advice be? Your greatest, uh, you know, from all your wisdom, what would your what would your one recommendation be to all Bryanston students? What would you suggest? Uh, it's partly something I write in the A2 Leavers book. I would say don't ever sort of second guess, um, you know, what you're going to do. Don't, ever, don't have any regrets for what you've done. None of you would be um, the people you are if you had done anything differently. You, you know, you live and learn by whatever you mistakes, whatever you do. Um, and that's a fun bit in the case when you pick up the pieces. But, um, you know, just be kind to each other. That's, that's the other thing. Um, you know, be as kind as you can. Try and understand each other as best you can and... And then go out there and be brilliant, because you all you all will be. You know, you leave us for for dust. You go and have a great time, but uh, and don't look back. Don't look back. You know, your life is ahead of you, and um, that's that's super important. It's not here. It's ahead of you. So go and make the most of it. Well, I think a lot of people should uh, should heed your wisdom, indefinitely. <laughs> uh, from what you've just said. Now, uh, thank you, Mister Bills, for your final track. I believe we've got. A Head Full of Dreams by Coldplay. Okay, right? so picture it, summer of 2016. Um, for my only time in my life, I, I'm cheering in the Etihad Stadium. Um, my sort of football home is Anfield. Anyway, so um, the Christmas before, suddenly somewhere on some website, there was an opportunity to buy some Coldplay um, tickets. And I know Coldplay divides opinion something that um if you like as a family would all sort of wanted to do it was it was living the dream so we headed off up to um up to manchester i you know i had a bit of illness before that um uh, my older daughter was doing her a levels she had a couple more exams to do it and we just headed up to uh, manchester had a weekend there it was a blazing hot weekend and then we went to see Coldplay live. And I would I would say, whether you like them or not, you have got to see this band play live. Um, the atmosphere in the stadium is something that, you know, will live with me for a long time. Absolutely. No, that's incredible. This is one of many tracks. Uh, and again, I was introduced to Coldplay by my brother, going back to that, who bought Parachutes and sort of heard their first album and said, oh, you've got to listen to this. It's quite cool. And that's a long time ago. Interestingly, actually, uh, Chris Martin, I believe, uh, you know, pivotal in, in Coldplay, actually comes from uh, really close to where I live, about half an hour in Exeter. Yeah. Uh, so that's incredible, actually. And I only found that out the other day. He was at a local, another local school that's similar to ours. Yeah, I know. Just down the road, right? Yeah, just just that Sherbin sort of school, but <laughs> second, second rate. So, um, sure but anyway, he plays some pretty good music. Definitely. And his band are phenomenal. Uh, amazing. Thank you, Mr. Beals. Uh, okay. Just before we finish, uh, I want to thank everyone uh, for listening in tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening into Briar Radio. This has been uh, me, Ollie Spencer, um, interviewing Mr. Beals. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Beals. Well, thank um, you to Ollie, because it's been great fun. Brilliant. So we're going to listen to the final song. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank Crank you. Crank it up Have a night.
This is Bry Radio. Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA.